We don't know a whole lot about this man. What little we do know mainly comes from his own writings. They show us a man who loved Jehovah God and sought to live his life for him. He was zealous, and in his zealotry, he left a giant imprint on the followers of Jesus and created his own Jesus story. Who is this man? I'll tell his story in a moment and reveal his identity at the end of this podcast. Stay with me. I'm George Taylor, and these are Jesus Stories, stories of people whose lives have been changed by Jesus. And they come to you because you support us and pray for us. Thank you for that support. If you're not among those supporters, I encourage you to join us. Find out how you can help us out by visiting our website, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab. Do you have a comment or a correction, or maybe a word of encouragement even? You can leave them for me on our website or social media pages. Go to JesusStories.info, click on the Talk to Us tab. You'll find the links for Talking Back. what I'm going to call him until his name is revealed at the end of this podcast, was born about the same time as Jesus. But being born in the city of Tarsus on the coast of what is now Turkey, their paths wouldn't cross until years later, after Jesus had been resurrected. He was born into a devout Jewish family. And as he writes, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. As a young boy, a devout Jewish family would have begun educating him in the Torah, the first five books of what we call the Old Testament. Starting at about age six, he would commit passages to memory, and being raised in Tarsus, he would have been exposed to more than just the culture of Jewish life. He would have learned the Greek language, he would have learned Greek literature and culture, and he's also a citizen of Rome. These influences would help him in his later life after meeting Jesus. His Jewish education included study under one of the most famous of all Jewish rabbis. He writes, I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. As his student, I was carefully trained in our Jewish laws and customs. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just like all of you today. He became a Pharisee, the strictest sect of our religion. As he matured, his zealotry for his Jewish beliefs led him to the persecution of those who desired to follow Jesus. He told his story in one of his trials and stated, I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus the Nazarene. When we first meet him in scriptures, he is holding the coats of those who stoned to death the first martyr for Jesus, Stephen. That story is told in Acts chapter 7. But this was just the beginning. He would seek permission of the high priest and the priest in the temple in Jerusalem 
to seek out and bring to Jerusalem those who were following Jesus for punishment. If you remember from the end of the first season of Jesus stories, the temple has its own military. In fact, he writes, you know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. One author wrote of this period in his life that he did real damage over a period of time impossible to estimate. In his effort to persecute those who followed Jesus, he secured letters from the high priest to be taken to the synagogues in Damascus, requesting their cooperation to find and arrest followers of Jesus to bring them to Jerusalem in chains. As he approached the city, he was stopped dead in his tracks. A bright light shone around him, and a voice spoke to him. He fell on the ground as he heard the voice asking, Why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Now, not knowing whose voice he is hearing or where this voice and this light are coming from, he answers, Who are you, Lord? The reply came from a voice he had never heard before. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Our man's traveling companions heard the sound of the voice, but they couldn't understand what was said. Furthermore, our man is blind. He cannot see. His traveling companions led him by the hand into the city of Damascus, and there he stayed at a home for three days, fasting and praying. Jehovah God sent a Jesus follower to our man. Ananias, even though he had heard of our man and was scared to go to him, went in obedience to Jehovah's command. Ananias laid hands on him, saying, The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Our man regains his sight, and he is baptized. From this point, the history of our man is muddy. While one writer says that he started preaching right away, our man's writings suggest a different timeline. This is the one that I think is more reasonable, and it comes from his own pen. Listen to what he says. Then it pleased him, Jehovah God, to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. When this happened, I did not rush out to consult with any human being, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away into Arabia, and later I returned to the city of Damascus. Then three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter, and I stayed with him for 15 days. The only other apostle I met with at the time was James, the Lord's brother. I think that this is the most reasonable summary of our man's change of heart. It takes time to process and understand what Jehovah God tells you, particularly if it is opposed to what you have believed and practiced. Here is Jesus the very one whom our man was persecuting, challenging him to believe that this was not what Jehovah wanted him to do. He was to change course, stop persecuting Jesus' followers, turn around, and in fact, begin to proclaim Jesus as Lord, a complete change of course and heart. As a result of this meeting with Jesus, our man preached Jesus powerfully, so powerfully that now he was being hunted and persecuted. The persecutor is now being persecuted. 
The scriptures tell us this in the book of Acts. His preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. They were waiting for him day and night at the city gate so that they could murder him, but he was told about their plot. So during the night, some of the other believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. When he arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly become a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how our man had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to him. He also told him that our man had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So our man stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. When the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. Now, while timeline is difficult to establish, it is clear that our man has established his reputation as a preacher and follower of Jesus. In fact, it is agreed among the church leaders that he should focus on a mission to those who are not Jewish. Remember that he's from Tarsus, a town influenced by the Greek and the Roman worlds, and it is into this culture that he would travel to spread the good news about Jesus. So he and various companions travel through the region in multiple trips. They establish and encourage churches and encounter persecution and resistance. While in these travels, mind you, we're talking probably somewhere around 10 years in this ministry, our man writes letters to the churches that he has lovingly established. He will chide and encourage and teach, leaving a record for us that is still a part of our understanding of Jehovah God's will for our lives. Ultimately, our man's activities run afoul of the powers of the time. He is arrested and detained by the government, and that's Rome. At first, our man defends himself against accusations of stirring up riots and desecrating the temple to the governor, Felix. But Felix delays a decision about the case in hopes of receiving a bribe. Our man is jailed for two years, being called back frequently to reason with him about righteousness and self-control in the coming day of judgment. Felix is succeeded by Festus, who holds a similar trial against our man. Festus asks if he is willing to go to Jerusalem to face a trial there. Now, knowing that this is a trap, our man appeals to Caesar as a Roman citizen. Festus has royal visitors a few days later, King Agrippa and his wife. Agrippa hears the case and the defense presented by our man. Agrippa, who knew more of the tension between the Jews and Jesus followers than Festus, agreed that our man had done nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. However, because of the appeal to Caesar, he must be delivered to Caesar. Our man sails to Rome with other prisoners under the guard of a Roman officer. However, due to a storm, they are shipwrecked on an island. There, our man is bitten by a poisonous snake. However, he does not die. Three months later, he finally leaves for Rome aboard another vessel, where he is detained in his own housing under the guard of a Roman soldier. For the next two years, our man lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. 
We don't really know anything else about the life of our man. It appears he was released from his imprisonment in Rome. He may have traveled further. He had a desire to go to Spain. Ultimately, however, he again found himself at odds with the powers of Rome and was martyred by the Roman emperor Nero. He left with these words in one of his final letters. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Such was the faith of our man. A faith which looks forward to the prize from the Lord, a prize which was not easily won. No prize that is worth it is easy, but a prize which is certain, a certainty which is born from allowing a meeting with Jesus to change his life and write his own Jesus story. Who was our man? This extraordinary man was Paul the Apostle. Paul is the author of most of the books we read in the New Testament. His ability to communicate the message of Jesus resonates with us today, helping us to understand the grace which Jehovah God bestows on those who believe in and trust his son, Jesus. In just a minute, I'll tell you about our next Jesus story. But I must remind you that this Jesus story has come to you because of your support, both in prayer and from your pocketbook, and I appreciate that support. Thank you. I encourage you to continue or start if you haven't yet begun. Visit the website. It's jesusstories.info. Click on the support this podcast tab to find out how to help us out. Visit the Talk to Us tab on our website, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. In two weeks, we've got a special podcast in celebration of Black History Month. Did you know that there's a man who was not black and was not American, but who had a significant impact on the history of black peoples all over the world? And his impact was exerted in the name of Jesus, making this an amazing Jesus story. Join me in two weeks when we tell that story. We'll see you then. Sweetest that ever was heard